Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. Philosophy teaches us to act, not to speak. Seneca. Hello, my fellow Stoics. Welcome to the collection of powerful quotes series, whereby each month I pick out quotes and reflect on their importance and how they can be applied to today. If you follow Stoic Sage on Instagram at the Stoic Sage, you will have most likely seen these posts. But more importantly, it's extremely important to not only see these kinds of posts on the internet and social media, but to reflect on why they are important to live by. As I've said in the past, and like many of the Stoics have also said time and time again, embody the philosophy that you preach. Hello, my fellow Stoics. This is Collection of Powerful Quotes, number 10. My goodness, been doing this for a while now. <laughs> I hope you all have been, have been enjoying it. Now, to kick things off, we're going to start with a quote by Seneca, which is, I look for the best, and I am prepared for the opposite. I see this one more so to do with relationships, uh, at least as the best, uh, more recent example. Uh, I, I saw something on Instagram as well as TikTok, and yeah, some on YouTube as well, but basically... It showcases, it, it's on both sides, it's, it's either a, a, a girl or a guy who have been wronged by a ex. And essentially what they're saying is, uh, I feel bad for the next person in the, that I'm going to meet up with in the near future because no one's ever going to hear I love you, uh, I love you, or something along the lines of that. Essentially, they were so wronged, they were so hurt that they have now chose to be toxic. Now, this is an interesting take, right, for this particular quote, because in relationships, you have to walk in to a relationship looking for the best, but also prepared for the worst. That is the human connection. That is the human experience. Everybody is capable of great good, and everybody is capable of great evil. And that doesn't mean, though, that you should allow those people to change who you are. Because remember, as the Stoics say, anybody who can control your emotions becomes your master. So when I see these kinds of posts and whatnot, it, it, it's interesting to me because they are openly saying that they are allowing the person to change them which is quite interesting because this culture that we've created also says don't change for a woman or don't change for a man yet if he wrongs you you will allow him to change you or her if she, if you don't want a woman to change you but at the end of the relationship if she wrongs you you allow her to change you isn't that interesting you have to be again you have to be prepared for the worst and if you are harmed, if you are dramatically hurt, 
at the end of the day, you should accept all the good that did happen in the relationship. Don't deny it because you're hurt. Accept that it did happen. Accept that that person made you feel good. But like your favorite cup, if that cup breaks, it is not that cup itself, but it's that particular style, maybe that particular color. And guess what? There's another cup out there as well. That's not to say there are plenty of fish in the sea. No. At the end of the day, it helps you understand that it was the human connection of that particular person that made me feel good. And I know that in the future, I will have many other connections just as beautiful. But I am prepared for the worst. That relationship did not end well. So be it. I will take what I can um, that I've learned from that particular relationship and I will be better. And then I will um, seek again. I will look for the best, but be prepared for the worst. This applies to everything too. I mean, you can't expect every job you take to be the best. And sometimes it's great for the first couple of months and then it becomes the complete opposite. But you have to be prepared. And a big reason why is because when you're dealing with humans, you have to be prepared for its opposite. Not just what's best. That's what that quote says to me. This next one is by Marcus Aurelius. Nothing that goes on in anyone else's mind can harm you. Now, we live in a world where anything you say can be taken out of context or, heck, your voice is just out there. Somebody will say something about you. The content you put out there, the pictures that you put out there, someone will always say something about you. But this kind of mentality stops a lot of people from share, to showing their life because they're afraid of what other people will think. Now, whether it be good or bad, you can never read somebody's mind. Maybe not yet, you know, maybe maybe when Elon Musk creates his Neuralink, maybe we are able to connect. <laughs> but until then, you can't read anybody else's mind. I always would say, if you feel like you're being talked badly about, if you feel that way, you can't confirm whether it is true. As a Stoic, you should instead assume positive intent and then move on with your life. And if something were bad, something that was bad was actually said, then you can look at the person and say, if you truly knew me, you would have said even worse things. But you've chose to just to just state superficial things or uh, take my word out of context. You don't know me. Because you would have said much more horrible things. You have to be critical of oneself. I know what's terrible about myself, for example. Right? Not, not many things can hurt me. Especially with um, actions that were quick or that I happen to be in a bad mood and I tick somebody off or something. You know? At the end of the day, anything that goes on in your mind and in your opinions won't hurt me. They can't harm me because I choose to not allow them to hurt me. I have a life to live. I don't have time to think about you. <laughs> I don't have time to think about what you could possibly be thinking. 
That's what a Stoic should do and from that point of view. This next one is by Epictetus. You should thank the gods for making you strong enough to survive what you cannot control and only responsible for what you can. This one is such a sweet quote. I love this one. Because we are strong. We are very strong. And yeah, um, strong enough to survive things that we cannot control. Sure, I know war is a really big one that's, that someone pointed out to me when I read them this quote. Like, yes, true. But I think it goes deeper than that. I think he's talking about your attitude. Because you have every... Anybody can take away anything from you. But the one thing that they cannot take away from you is your attitude. You can survive in, on, on a mental level. Maybe your physical body may be harmed or damaged, but that mental level, that emotional response that you can control and understand, hey, that's out of my control. I shouldn't have to worry about that then, right? And I'm only responsible for what I can control, which again is your attitude. Your attitude is what you are responsible for. The way that you feel and the, thing, and the way that you see things, the way you perceive things are all within your control. And yeah, go ahead. Thank Zeus for that. <laughs> now, before we get any further to the, to the last two quotes, have you guys heard about the exclusive content from the Stoic Sage podcast? In addition to the two episodes a week, we'll be releasing exclusive weekly episodes that discuss topics around morality, modern politics, and general controversy. As Stokes, it's important to expose and practice our virtue with even the most challenging of topics. And this exclusive content will be available to those who sign up via the link in the bio. All episodes will be ad-free and unfiltered, as much as the ancient Stokes were with their own opinions. And by signing up, you are tremendously supporting the show. These additional episodes will be live every Friday. You'll be able to see them when they are posted, but they may be locked and or unavailable depending on what plat podcasting platform you are using. I'm very excited to be presenting these episodes, and I thank you all for the continued support thus far. So, this fourth one is by Cicero, the creator of the four virtues. <laughs> In case you didn't know that. Um, this quote is, let the welfare of the people be the ultimate law. Now, I feel like this one is pretty straightforward, in my opinion, at least, right? Let the welfare of the people be the ultimate law. I understand that we cannot control all outcome. It's impossible. We can't. We also have to understand the reality of certain things as Stoics. One being, we can't solve world hunger. We can't solve absolute all homelessness. Some of these things are completely out of our control. Not necessarily because, well, we need more programs. Well, we need to help them in other ways. That's not the point. The point is we can't control the human aspect of it. Their individual choices that lead them to that path. We don't control that. That's a harsh pill to swallow. So yeah, let the welfare of the people be the ultimate law. But what I think about when I read welfare it happens to be about their opportunity, their ability, their freedom to say, do, and think what they like, to um, purchase the things that they want and how much of it they want, to be able to gain based on their merit however much they desire. That 
be the welfare of the people. And that is consequently by their own doing. Now, there's an interesting thing that people like to point out, which is, oh, well, um, I particularly this freedom of speech, right? And, and more particular, hate speech. A lot of people say that that is um, harmful to the general welfare of which is hate speech. But a couple of things that we need to understand as Stoics when it comes to freedom is if I am allowed to think as much as I wish to think and say what I wish to say, I wouldn't want to be punished for anything that I would like to say. So why would I um, punish people for what they would have to say? Right? Because we have to understand that we punish consequences and we punish premeditation, which is to say, I will kill you or yeah, I will kill you or I will harm you. Those are inciting violence, which are you are protected by law. However, if I would like to kill you, I really want to harm you. Those are not that's those are thoughts. Those are not based on action. And those are the key things that we as Stoics have to understand. That is the reality of freedom. That you can say whatever you like, even if I don't disagree with it. And at the end of the day, we can sit back and say, I will agree to disagree with you because that is just. Because I am allowed to think and say what I would like. And because I am allowed to, I believe that you should too. And I will fight for your right to be able to say what you would want to say. But again, the fine line is, if you incite that violence or premeditate a particular violence, there are consequences. We do not punish thought, and it shouldn't be. Thought should not be punished. We have every right to do that. We were given the gift of thought and rationality. So we should be allowed to have the freedom to use it. And then whatever consequences come based on what you say as far as incitement, then so be it. But that is, that's the main thing that I like to think about when it comes to this particular quote. Let the welfare of the people be the ultimate law. How are people doing in an over, overall in our society? How are they doing? Are they free? Do they have opportunity? Do they have, yeah, freedom? Do they really have that? Yes or no? On a majority level, because again, you can't solve everything, but majority, is it possible? Yes, it is. This final quote is by the Stoic Emperor himself, Marcus Aurelius, and it goes, everything is born from change. And I, it, this goes hand in hand with his other popular quote, which is, the only constant in the world is change. And I really like that, because at the end of the day, any new door that opens up, any new opportunity that comes up, any new person that you meet, any new significant other that you meet, all of that, all of that was born from change. All of that was born from another door opening up. And those things we should remain appreciative of and understand the complexity that is living within the universe being a citizen of the world and ultimately being one with everybody around us. Everything is born from change. When one family member um, um, 
meets their final death, another family member is born. There is a constant death and rebirth in the world, and that's the only two things that we are guaranteed. Change, birth, and death. And when we accept all of that, we can look positively at all those things, which is to say, you know what, this may be a big change, but you know what, I'm excited about it. And this new opportunity happened because of change. And those things we should remain stoic with as far as indifferent, but excited about it, right? Remain indifferent to the situation, but be hopeful for what is yet to come and prepare for that. But that's what I have to say about this final quote, which I really enjoy. And I hope you all enjoyed all these quotes as well. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.